106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessing acceleration don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Paul Lewenberger with us today from American National Insurance, or Chrome, for a lot of you that use use him for your uh, high-end automobiles, and uh, we appreciate him very much. Fix-It Radio, we just ended. Thank Dennis again for that. Also, Larry Unger answering phones for us. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Our lines are open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'd love to have you on. You can also uh, call, you can also send in a text message. We'll answer that that way as well. 307 200 8222 and don't forget you can go to the website, send us an email as well and that's drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com. If it's Sunday morning, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate that very much. Just remember you need to use the text line or the email uh, way of getting a hold of us because we are not here live to answer your call but you can uh, you can definitely send us a text message and we'll answer it that way any <clears throat> excuse me any questions you've got for paul please call us again 303-477-5600 question of the day randy i'll get to you in just one minute he's got a suggestion on the question of the day the question of the day today though is your best weird car i've actually got a list of weird cars that we'll go through but your best weird car and there has been some over the years so you can give me even a couple. I don't care. 303-477-5600. That's our question of the day. Randy from Detroit, what's going on? Hey, I got a question, but uh, if, if you want to change your question of the day and you don't get a lot of hits on it, mine was going to be, what's your uh, what's your most expensive auto repair? You know, what'd you have to get down ah. to cost you? And I'm not, I'm not talking a lift and all these accessories. Right. I'm talking like a differential rebuild. You know, Engine, kind of things deal. like that. Yeah, good one. Right, right. Okay. Uh, other than that, I got a question here that defies logic. So sure. I'm going to ask you. I went out and bought one of these portable tire air inflators. Okay. Never know they can come in handy. All yep. right. So I'm back there filling up my spare tire in the back of the Jeep. And uh, I'm not one for reading instructions a whole lot, but the wife was reading them. So I get halfway done with it. She said, It says to turn your car off and turn the key to the out position. I went ahead and did it, but then I thought about it for a long time. And I'm like, it seems to me it would defy logic to have you just, just drain the heck out of my battery when my car could be running and that alternator could be helping it. Yes. So is there any reason you could think of that they would suggest something so bonehead? No. You sh- uh, if I was going to run something, even off a cigarette lighter, for any length of time, if you're going to run it for you know right. 30 seconds, a couple of minutes, yeah, okay, run it off the yeah. cigarette lighter and away you go. But if you're going to run it for an extended period of time, yes, you should have the key, you should have the engine running and have it charging yeah. the battery. Yeah, that what well, it makes sense to me. Battery yes. started, the alternator maintains, and it, it's you know I just you know yep. brand new battery bounce right back. It's just the point. It defies logic. Yeah, I, no, I, China, you are right? spot on, Randy. All right, so that thing will be right. I didn't know if maybe by chance, some odd stupid reason that you know, okay, you're giving it too much. Nope. power. there's no such you know. thing. Okay. Nope. Well, anyway, if you don't get a lot of hits. Ask people what they spent most to get their we'll do it. interview. Thanks. Done. Good stuff, Randy. Right, Thanks buddy. for calling, as always. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Jerry up in Greeley, you are next. What's going on, Jerry? Well, I've got two Ford pickups, and I 
keep track of my oil changes. I've got a 2019 F-150 with the 3.3 uh, naturally aspirated engine. And, you know, I, I do the math every time um, I calculate the remaining oil life and then extend it out as if, as if I had run the oil to the maximum usage, you know, according to the, the computer at that point. Okay. So I've only done three oil changes on the 2019, and the, uh, you know, according to the computer, the, the maximum oil life on each one would have been roughly 10,000 miles, you know, if I'd run it out to zero. Um, on the 2017 with the 3.5 EcoBoost, I've done four oil changes, and the maximum oil life has steadily gotten worse. The, if, if I had run it out to zero on the, the factory oil, it, it would have, according to the onboard computer, it would have been good to 10,526. And then, well, on both trucks, I always use Mobile One and Napa Platinum filters. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, on the second oil change on the EcoBoost, it would have been good to 5,731. On the third oil change, it would have been good to 4,651. And on the fourth oil change, it would have been good to 2,963. So, so for some reason, you know, according to the onboard computer, I'm, I'm getting less and less oil life on the EcoBoost, and I, I just... I and being re, and you're resetting it every time you do an oil change so it knows that fresh oil was put in? Yes, sir. Okay. I have no idea why it would be changing. It shouldn't. There's really no reason. The algorithms, what you're doing, nothing there is really changing. I, no, I have no idea on that EcoBoost why it, would be, why it would be doing that. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. It shouldn't be. Nothing's changing. There's no degradation inside the engine or anything along those lines that would merit... Those those changes. I mean, about the only change you've got here in Colorado is outside temperatures and you know when the engine is running, where it could be having a little more fuel in it, which would you know which would degrade the oil and some things along those lines. But outside of that, Jerry, there's not much changing in your world. And we've talked a little before about how the onboard computer, I guess, it factors in everything you do, like if you idle a lot, yep. or you're towing, or temperature outside, how often you have it just sitting there idling, startups. Uh, you know, all of those different things. So, yeah, highway miles, all of that. Yes, it's a, it's a very uh, intrinsic algorithm that they actually put into the software on a lot of these late model cars, and that's how Ford does it. And, no, there is nothing in the oil itself that is being monitored. It literally is being done off of your driving habits and what's going on with the engine. And, and my driving habits, I mean, they'll vary some, but not, not dramatically. You know? Yeah, I, I would almost say there's, you know, I don't know if the dealer would do anything along these lines to, you know, to fix that or to double check, you know, the software or things along those lines. But what you're reading doesn't sound correct. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd see if you had any insight. And, it, 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 and by the way, what, and you you will already do this. It wouldn't change the way I change oil in your particular circumstances, anyways. But it would be good to know that that's accurate. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, can't hurt the check. Nope, that's right. So, All right, well, thank you, John. Jerry, thank you very much. always appreciate the phone call, 303-477-5600. Our question of the day is, what's your, uh, what's your uh, best weird car? And there's been a lot of them over the years. I'll give you a few here as we move along through the program. Felipe and Golden, what's going on? Hi, John, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, a couple weeks ago, 
we were talking about the Chevy Bolt. Yes. And you met, you mentioned a Blizztec. Is that a tire? Blizzx. Blizzx. So the the uh, tire itself is what I run in the wintertime on my Bolt. Yes, I run the Blizzx. How do you spell that? B-L-I-Z-Z-A-K. Blizzak. Who makes that? Uh, I'm sorry. I should, I should Bridgestone, I believe. Is, there, is that a real aggressive thread on it? Uh, it's more that it's siped uh, to hold on to the ice and, and get rid of the snow as much as is anything. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a little more, uh, it is a little more, aggressive of a tire more aggressive than what the michelins are that come on that car but nothing that you know you don't you really don't notice you've changed them when they're on yeah but, but they those, work great in the snow Mi yeah those michelins are not they don't get flats they claim that they don't get flat they do tires. not that's right they've got a they've got a coating on the inside yeah and, and, and bridgestone makes the blizz x the the uh, Michelins have a coating on the inside of the tire where it's basically it's not a run flat tire but it's a puncture uh, self-sealing is what they call it. It's a self-sealing tire. I should say that correctly. So that Michelin that's on that car, because there is no spare tire or pump-up device or anything to keep the weight down, uh, they have a self-sealing mechanism built into the tire. So if you take the tire off, which which I've seen the insides of mine because we flip them back and forth during the winter months, it's got this uh, sealing surface, if you would, on the inside of the tire where if it gets punctured, it's got an automatic seal to it. So if you get a puncture, do you have to, like, remove the nail first for it to seal? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay. Something happened to me last week. We had a snowstorm. I live in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And there's a pretty steep hill just before my driveway. Okay. And my tires were slipping, and the, the traction control came on. And the power to the bolt was reduced to yes. like six kilowatts. That's right. That's exactly how they do what it. It's no different than a, ga a gas engine does the same thing, Felipe. So that that uh, anti, you know, the, the traction control is what I'm trying to say. The anti-skid traction control device on most modern cars. That's exactly what they do. They just re and even even big trucks. It just reduces the power. Is that so? The wheels you can't that's spin right. the wheels. That's right. Correct. Now, so what I had to do, I I was 20 feet away. I turned the traction control off, yep. and I could I could move two feet, and then the traction control would come back on. So I had to do that ten times to get twenty feet. Yeah, that's and that's the just as a side note. I hate the the anti you know the traction control or the anti slip devices on a lot of these new cars. I wish you could just turn it off permanently, uh, but you yeah. know they do that for people that you know. <clears throat> can't drive and so on but but i will tell you one thing Felipe. you put blizzx on it you won't have that issue it'll it'll run right up the hill because i've 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 oh. done it i have them on mine now oh who sells them everybody sells them? anybody yeah you can buy blizzx from just about anybody any any of the any major oh, tire stores can sell you blizzx yeah one last question that upper speed limit is that a software i don't know can but i change? wish the bloody thing would go faster <laughs> yeah, I mean, as my I've, I've talked about this before, and I with Paul being here, Paul, shut your ears. You probably, <laughs> Paul, Paul, my insurance agent should not be listening to this, but you get to like ninety-one or eighty-seven, and as you know, Felipe, your power starts to be diminished because you can't go much over about ninety-two, and there's times where I need more than that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't uh, know. I, I wish I had a device that would turn that bloody thing off and let me go full bore, but I don't know that it exists, Felipe. Yeah, I don't know. But other than okay. that, that car's a that car's a rocket. My uncle drove mine the other day, 
uh, for the first time because we had to go pick a car up and stuff. So anyways, he drove it the other day, and yeah, he was like, holy cow, does that thing go? I'm like, yeah, it goes. It's great. Thing's a blast. Do you have the lane control on your... Yes, I do. Do you ever use it? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I I really like that. That thing works great. It's a great... For everybody listening, I, I am not exaggerating. Felipe, it's the best car I own right now as far as just daily driving, doing what I do. It's the funnest, and I've got a lot of cars, as you all know, and it is literally the funnest car I have to drive, period, out of all the cars I own. That car is fun to drive. It is. Especially in the sport mode. Yep, that thing hauls. It just does. Yeah, it's fun. Yep, it works great. So I have no complaints, Felipe. It's a great car. Yeah, I I don't either, except for the the traction control. That and the top speed needs fixed, but whatever. I yeah, I'll, I'll live with get it. Those bl- I'll have get, to get, get the Blizzx, put them on. You'll have a lot. You'll be a lot better in the snow in the wintertime, Flippe. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. Take care, Dennis and Arvada, John and Cheyenne. Hang tight. We have one line open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. And Paul from American National Insurance didn't hear what I said a moment ago. So, nah. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Napa know how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change. All without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. 
Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K-9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Dennis from Arvada is next. Dennis, welcome. How are you, sir? Oh, good. How are you doing? John? We are good, Dennis. Thanks for joining us. Good. Yeah, absolutely. You're like you're like a brother to me, and and I, you know, I care. I appreciate and I that. I wouldn't normally I wouldn't normally do this over the air, but I think an intervention's necessary, there, brother. Let's hear it. Can what is say, it? Can you say my name's John and I'm a caraholic? Uh, yes, <laughs> my name is John and I am a caraholic. Yes, Dennis, I am. Yeah, auto holic. I'm an autoholic. Yeah, yeah, Paul, my agent over here knows that all too well, unfortunately. You bet. And I, I got to make a comment on the gentleman whose mileage keeps dropping on his computer yes. on his truck. Yes. I I wonder if it's on its way to death. I wonder if that's just about it for the truck. <laughs> Basically, it's going to go to zero. I don't know. <laughs> it's a precursor. I don't know. Could be. Hey, yeah, I've got one other question on you. I'm on my uh, Ram Diesel. I do not drive 10,000 miles a year no. even close right now. No. Uh, once a year good enough? Yes. Or do it, I even need to do that? You're, you're the same as me. Yeah. How many miles a year are you doing, Dennis? Right now, about three. Okay. 3K. 3K. And where is it stored? Inside or out? Out every year. Okay. Just just because okay. there's enough condensation from it being stored outside that I would go ahead and change it annually. If it was stored inside, you could probably bump that up to maybe even every 18 months or so because it's a, it's a climate controlled situation and you're not building that condensation. But uh, no, in your case, since it's stored outside, I would do annual. Very cool. And then on yours, that. the other thing that's that's a bigger deal on yours as much as it is the oil, is, is make sure you're not building up any algae. Make sure you're running additive, and I would change fuel yes. filter every year also. All right. Yep, got that. Or okay. those before the COVID when you guys were talking about possible shortage. So we're square awesome. on that. Good. Boy, you, the price of those get, things have shot up as well, Dennis, just as a side note. I Everything's shooting up. Yep. It's, or if you can find it. Yeah, would, that's the next try thing. To find it. Yeah, I went looking for a fitting brush yesterday, a copper fitting brush. You wouldn't think it was an issue. You wouldn't think, but it is. Everything is that way. No. Yes. no. In fact, in some of those cases, for everybody listening, if you're somebody that does 
some things on your own, like like Dennis with oil changes. Yeah, if you've got the opportunity to buy a couple of oil filters, and in Dennis's case, getting him a couple of years down the road, do it. I, I would buy the two now because prices are going to yeah. go up on that stuff. And they don't go bad. No, and they Absolutely. don't go bad. You can put that filter on the shelf for 10 years if you wanted to. Not going to bother a thing. There you, you got it. Um, I'm wondering, John, if you don't mind me asking, if you got your truck back. Nope, not yet. Still Can gone. You tell, is there any? I know that there's certain things you can't talk about, but I'm I'm wondering down the road if I can ask you the question of how they did that, try to avoid it, how in the world they got away with taking it. Um, yeah, I could answer that. I could even answer it off air if you wanted. Just send me an email. I can explain. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, because I that's just uh, buttheads. Sorry. Nope. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea. I hear you. No. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Have Dennis. A good, weekend, brother. good stuff, man. Really appreciate the phone call. John and Cheyenne is next. John, welcome. How are you, sir? John, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I have a Ford Raptor with the 3.5 twin turbo. Awesome. Good truck. And a lot, yeah, I love it. A lot of folks are talking about putting a catch can um, that hooks through the PCV to the uh, intake valve or uh, intake manifold. And I'm wondering if that's fad if it's nonsense or it really is something that's supposed to trap oil from going into the intake it's supposed to help with the carbon buildup and some things along those lines i've seen the same thing you know i don't know john if it were me i mean i guess it depends on you how much you drive it how hard are you driving i mean i think for some of these guys that are doing you know a lot of heavy you know desert racing they're running that truck super hard yeah in those particular cases you may want to do that for somebody that's using it mostly around town and that, I, I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. It really comes down to you and how you're driving the truck. Good. I use the EPR. That's perfect. Uh, if you're doing that, you're in better shape than most because most aren't going to do that even. Okay. Okay. Well, that sure answers it, and I appreciate it. No, and again, I, yeah, I, there's a – by the way, just a side note, there's a lot of things out there for a lot of you that are listening that you can get into the aftermarket and – and look at different things and so on. And by the way, the aftermarket's great. I love them. And in fact, a lot of the things that we have now, in fact, your whole Raptor, John, has come from what happened in the aftermarket from years ago. The factories just finally figured that, hey, if these guys are doing it, you know, we'll do it and even try to do it one step better. So I love the aftermarket. Not saying there's anything wrong with that oil catch can. It just comes down to, you know, do you want to spend that, you know, whatever it is, 180 bucks, 200 bucks on one, and then the hassle of putting it on and all of that. It really just comes down to that more than anything. Not going to hurt anything doing it. I, I just don't know in your case if it's an absolute necessity. Right, right, yeah. That's probably yeah. the best way for me to say it. Yeah, well said. Okay. Not, not going to hurt anything if you do it, but it's not a have to. Good. And if the, if the EPR is going to... EPR uh, do a lot of good anyway. for that. That and the 44K, you already know that. So, yeah, just use that and you'll be in good shape. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Thank you very John, much. John, thanks as always. I appreciate it very much. Dave in Lakewood, you're next. Dave, what's going on? Oh, uh, regarding the fellow who called puzzled about his declining oil life, yes. uh, according to the truck, uh, I'd suggest to him to do what I did a few years ago. Uh, take it to an independent lab for analysis. Uh, great point, yes. And, and that way, I hope it doesn't confuse him further, but it'll give him somebody else's point of view. Yeah, it'll tell you how much the oil is actually degrading and if it really is. And, and again, I, and I still think there's something wrong with the algorithm in that truck because it shouldn't be doing what it's doing. It's Nothing's changing. It shouldn't be changing that much. No. When he gets that report back, as you know, he will see every possible uh, chemical that might or might not be in the oil listed. So. Agree. He'll know. Agree. Well said. Okay. Yeah, thank perfect. You. Dave, thank you very much. That's a great tip, by the way. <laughs> 
All right, let's take a real quick uh, – actually, hang on. J.D., let's get you in before our bottom of the hour break. We're going to come back talk to Paul on some insurance as well for uh, cars, auto, truck, things like that. We'll come back and talk to Paul as well. But, J.D., you're up next. What's going on, J.D.? Fantastic. Love your show as Thank always. Thank you. Um, uh, two things. Uh, the first car I ever owned was also the funkiest car I ever owned. It was a VW Dasher diesel. Oh, yeah. Forgot about oh, yeah. those. Uh, well, most people have. Um, yeah, and, I totally uh, forgot was, about that car. It was an amazing car because being a diesel, it got 40, 45 miles a gallon. Yeah, which, the by the way, back in the day was a ton. Uh, yeah, huge amount. That was a ton of, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, well, let's face it, J.D., there's cars today that don't do that. So, I mean, that was way ahead of its time back then. Yeah, yeah. It was great, except that it wouldn't start in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. great yep. summertime car. I forgot about um, the, the VW Dasher. Yeah. Very unique car, by the way. And, and yes, just as a side note, not the best-looking car. No offense. Uh, not even close. No, that was <laughs> that was tough. At being my first car as a teenager. Um, uh, I'm sure you. Uh, I'm I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you got a little made fun of there at times. Uh, well. Uh, uh, we we upgraded quickly to a Trans Am. There you so. go. Now we're talking. <laughs> the problem is the Trans Am uh, didn't get 45 miles to the gallon. Uh, no, and uh, it was still back when uh, gas prices were not so great, not as bad as they were, you know, five ten years ago at three bucks a gallon. But Here, here's something else interesting though on that on that Dasher. Those were actually noisy little diesels. Everybody would think, oh, it's a little diesel. They'll pr be pretty quiet. But actually, they were fairly noisy. No, it was a rattler. Yeah, they were. They yep, rattled right along. Um, yeah, I picked it up from my uncle in Michigan, and we drove it from Michigan back out here. So that's awesome. That's hilarious. What yeah. color was it? Crazy yeah, yeah. What was the color? It it was a dull faded silver. Ah, gotcha. That's not so bad then. Could have been green. Yeah. Those green ones were <laughs> it ugly. Could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. But uh yeah, uh hey, uh just heard you talking about oil filters and stocking up and buying extras and I've done that. Um but I've been debating um on air filters. I finally made a choice to go with a K and N because it is supposedly washable and reusable. They are. Um yeah. And I bought the little cleaning kit and uh, wondering if there's something other than a 12 or a $15 cleaning kit that apparently only lasts for one, maybe two cleans. Um, if I could, you know, hose it down with paint thinner, nope. gasoline, or nope. just nope. something you, No, else. you knew specifically that great question, by the way. If any of you have a, a, you know, what we call a cleanable element, and there's lots of them on the market. Everybody from, you know, K&N on down the line, there's cleanable elements, AFE on down the line we go. But in all those cases, they're all using a medical-grade uh, gauze, basically, that's inside. That's what they're using for the filtration, along with some of the oil that gets reapplied once you clean the filter, dry it, and put it back in. You need to use their cleaning chemical. You do not want to use anything caustic like 409 or gasoline or diesel fuel or anything along those lines. So you want to use their cleaning kit. Now, here's the key, though, J.D., and this is what happens on most cleanable elements, and this is the biggest mistake most people make. They clean them far too often. The, the rule of thumb on a cleanable element filter is you do not clean it in, until you can no longer see the steel grate, you know, the, the wire mesh that's actually holding the filter assembly together. When you can no longer see that, 
you then take it out and clean it. So in your case, that cleaning kit, believe it or not, it'll go, it'll, it'll clean it probably a couple of times. You're not going to need to clean that for 50, 60,000 miles at a time. So the reality is you'll probably be into a different car by the time your cleaning kit is used up. <laughs> okay. Um, sounds great. And I'm assuming that you clean it from the backside where yes um, well you, you would spray the, the chemical engine. so you'd spray that solution you know you squirt the solution on both sides but as far as when you go okay. to rinse it out in the sink or outside with the garden hose or whatever you want to do you let that stuff sit for a few minutes you just follow the instructions but yes you would wash it from the inside out okay inside out let it dry then coat it with and do not whatever. and do not blow dry it do not use compressed air you just want to let that thing sit overnight let it dry by itself oil it up the next day. And this is the other mistake most people make is they over-oil them. Not that it becomes a problem. You know, people claim that over-oiling them, you know, will mess up the mass airflow sensor and so on, none of which is true. It's, they've done so many tests on that that that's a wives' tale. It's not true. But you don't need to use any more oil than you need to. You just want to coat it, make sure it's got the right color back to it, and put it back in. Perfect. Thank you, guys. So You're much. very welcome, J.D. Day. Yep, no, the biggest mistake most folks make with those cleanable elements is they clean them. They mess with them and clean them far too often. And, again, rule of thumb is on a cleanable element is you don't clean it until you can no longer see the wire mesh. We'll come right back, though. Paul Lumberger is with me today. My insurance agent will talk some things going on in the insurance world, not just on the homeowner side, which we covered in Fix It Radio, but the auto world and what you need to be careful of there. We'll come back and talk about that. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You never enjoy going to the dealership for maintenance because you always get the runaround. You'd much rather give your business to a local independent shop, but you assume you have to go back to the dealership to maintain your service contract. You bought the vehicle there, so you need to get it maintained there too, right? Wrong! Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will honor almost all service contracts. You pay your deductible just like you would at the dealership, and Extreme Auto Repair does the work. Two-time AAA award-winning shop of the year, Extreme Auto Repair in Parker does their best to make your life easier by offering everything you need to maintain your vehicle for as long as you drive it. Fill out the contact form at klzradio.com extreme to find out whether or not Extreme Auto Repair will honor your dealership service contract. Promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. 
Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, lines open, by the way. Any questions you've got for us, please call 303-477-5600. Question of the day is the best weird car. So whatever your best weird car is, we've had one so far. Give us some others. Paul Lumberger also with us. We're going to talk some insurance stuff as we go through the program today. So if you've got a question even on insurance, by all means, call us, 303-477-5600. Don't forget, you can text us as well, which I have a couple of messages I'll read here in a moment, 307 200 8222 We'd love to uh, hear from you as well. So give us a call. And uh, But just talking to Paul, I, I can tell you right now that one of the things that most people don't do, we talked about this during Fix It Radio a little bit, is most people don't review their insurance policy near enough. Now, I will also tell you this, that if you're somebody listening and you've just bought the state minimums when it comes to insurance, folks, it's not enough. And Paul, explain why. Well, the problem you have is people go online and they'll buy it based on, oh, I'm going to save $35 a month. Perfect. It's, it's, it's what the state requires. I'm good to go. And they buy it and they're on, they're on their way. But the problem is, is they don't understand what they're buying. So if you're buying state minimums and you look at your policy, it's that first line item is bodily injury. And so if you're buying state minimums, you're at 25 slash 50. And what that means is you leave today to run errands and you were in somebody and you hurt them whoever you're insured with is going to pay 25000 per person in that car to fix them and no more than 50000 for the total accident. So if you've got one person in the car and, and it's a $35,000 claim, you know, company A is going to pay 25000 then you got Frank Azar knocking at your door for the remaining money. I mean, it's just it's not enough coverage. And the other thing that people don't realize is then you got the line item number two is property damage, and then you got 15000 So you hit a brand-new Mercedes where you hurt that person, and it's an $80,000 car, and it's totaled out because your Dodge Ram, you know, took it out. Right. And $15,000 is all they're going to pay. Well, now you're on the hook for another 65000 So now you got 65000 in property damage, 15000 in bodily injury. And, and by the way, here the, here's the way that works, folks. Even if the other 
insured has, which it's liable if they're driving that car to have, let's say they've got uninsured motorists. So, yes, their insurance company is going to pick up the tab for what yours does not. But here's the, here's the caveat, what most people don't understand. That other insurance company is going to be looking for its money. Oh, yeah. They, they will come after you. If you have any kind of assets whatsoever, they will come after you for that difference, won't they, Paul? Oh, yeah, that's the problem. And, and the reality is to go from, from 2550 to 25500 I tell people all the time, if you want to save money, raise your deductibles. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The best way to do that is just self-insure a little bit. Raise your deductible. Well, you know, at the end of the day, this is my out-of-pocket expense, $1,000. I can fix anything. And for some of you listening, by the way, you can even go higher than 1000 For some of you, if you decide that, hey, a $2,500 deductible even saves me more money, or maybe you have enough cash to do a, what's the, what's the max deductible you can do, by the way? 5%. So it'd 5%. be 5% of the value of the car. Most people go to 1000 to 2000 And then if you've got a lot of net worth, just go to liability only and just self-insure. I mean, you're insured. You're worried about what you're going to do bodily injury-wise, but you'll fix your own car. Right. Well said. Okay. 303-477-5600 is our number. Give us a call. Uh, if you get any questions again for Paul, please let us know. And I know a lot of you actually do. The other thing that we'll get into is how are vehicles that are being towed handled? How are RVs handled? How is that big travel trailer handled? We'll get into some of that as well because that's a big deal right now. As you all know, through COVID, the RV dealers are on fire right now selling stuff uh, just because of the staycations and people wanting to not get on airplanes and things like that. So we'll talk about some of those things as well. But if you've got a question for Paul, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Rick is next. Rick, what's going on, sir? Oh, not much. Just uh, touch base with you from the email earlier in the week on the 2007 Xterra. Yes, yes, yes. How, how are we uh, doing on that? Well, the shop turned it back in. They couldn't find anything. And the best they said is just run it every day. And like I said in the email, I went to the web, and the web pontificators have all sorts of things. Oh, yes. Uh, turn, yeah, it turns out that the cold weather sensor does not exist on that Xterra. No, there's probably no cold weather sensor, but there, but there will be a temp sensor that the computer is reading to know how how cold the temperature is so it knows how much fuel to add when it's cold and so on. So you may not have an actual cold weather temp sensor on that unit, but you will have a temp sensor, and that could be okay. one of the problems. Will it throw a code? Not necessarily, no. <laughs> Especially on an 07, not, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, by the way, great one of the, one of the better Nissan places that we have in our group is Extreme out in Parker. I'm a little bit out of the way. I know that, but in your in your particular case with what you've got going on, uh, they're the they're the place I would go to with a Nissan problem. Okay. Okay. All righty. Just because they know those vehicles. Oh, great! That gives me another alternative. Yes. Uh, I tried to answer return the email, but for some reason the email wasn't going through so i figured i'd just give you a no that's fine no, that's why we're here you're we're more than welcome to you can also always use the text line rick if you ever have any email problems 307 200 8222 you can always use that as well great uh, thank you thank you rick appreciate the phone call very much mike and firestone is next mike welcome how are you hey i'm doing well john how you doing doing great sir good so this is a weird car story from when I was a little kid. Okay. And this weird, this weird car story is when I realized my mom might actually be pretty cool. Okay. As a little kid, she had a '69 Alfa Romeo Spider convertible. Oh wow! That's nice. Not, that's, 
That's not what made her cool, though. You know, when you're a little kid, all the neighborhood teenagers, you really look up to them. Yep. Mom was mom was on a slope and on an angle, getting the mail, and that little alpha, depending on the temperature, it would idle or not, depending on the temperature. Right. One of the teenagers was also getting the mail. Looked inside and said, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Mom had one foot holding the clutch in. Now she's wearing high heels because this is back in the seventies. Right. She's got one foot, one foot holding the clutch down. Her right foot is cockeyed to a forty-five degree yep. angle. Her toes holding the brake. That's and right. Her heel from her heel pushing the running the gas. Yep. <laughs> it along to keep it running. You you you, you have <laughs> one heck of a driver in your mom there, Mike. And that's with high heels and everything. And Holy cow! Just couldn't believe it. <laughs> that's quite. You know what? That's quite the feat for anybody to do, male or female. That's yeah. pretty cool. Absolutely, absolutely. So that man, you, your mom, mom had to be the hero. She was, she was, and it's it's cool. And I hope you, I know you experienced this with your dad and your your parents together. It's cool when you realize, you know, my parents are really cool. They're yep. really cool people. Yep. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. No, well said, Mike. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't talk to you before them, John. Please have a good Thanksgiving hey, and a good Christmas. Thank you, sir. See you before then. I appreciate it, All Mike, right. very much. I really do. I really, uh, really mean that. Thank you so much. And great story, by the way. That, that I mean, that's tough. Yeah, no way. There's a lot of race car drivers that struggle with what he just talked about. So that's pretty cool. That's a great story. Jim and Centennial, you're next. Hey, uh, John. Hopefully you can help me. I think I have a battery problem okay. uh, in my wife's car. It's a 2004 Ford Thunderbird. Okay. Um, doesn't drive it a lot, and I think that's one of the issues. Uh, but uh, the battery is about six and a half years old. I checked that out, um, the date that it was installed. So right. the car wouldn't start. I charged it overnight. Next morning, I disconnected the battery charger, drove it 45 minutes or so. Never stopped. Everything worked great. Uh, no dimming of lights or anything like that. So I don't think it's the alternator. Um, brought it home about five, six hours later. My wife took it to go shopping, stopped, and when she came back to the car, it wouldn't start. So she had to have it jump-started, brought it home. Um, we've uh, charged it again, um, and uh, it started once, turned it off, wouldn't start again. And what I, then I found out if I, if I if I hooked up my battery charger to it, I immediately had power. I could start it. Um, and so I'm wondering, uh, it sits in the trunk of that car. Uh, everything's clean. No corrosion. Terminals are clean. The battery's clean. Um, I haven't pulled out a multimeter or anything or tested any of the, the wires or anything like that. Okay. So what's your thought? Battery. That's kind of my thought. Yep. And, and, and usually I have a trickle charger on it during the winter months. Sure. Where she, the weather's sure. good and I disconnect and she goes and drives it, brings it back. I hook it up. But this year we haven't. Uh, she had been driving it, but that's kind of my thought. Well, and the only reason I say battery, battery is really at six and a half years old, you really need to put one in it anyways, just because of the age of that battery. I would put one in it regardless. Uh, but I would, everything you're describing, yeah, it's it's battery. Okay. Well, that's my thought. Okay. Yep. And then cool. I would still use your well, battery tender from here on out. Okay. And that's my thought. Once I get it back, yep. uh, put Keep it in that on it. today, 
and then I'll keep the battery tender on it. And so anything she wants to take, I'll just disconnect and off she goes. Okay, sounds great. Okay. Appreciate Thank it, Jim. You so much. You're have, very welcome. Have a great, have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. If we don't hear from you guys, we really appreciate it. And I've got a question for uh, Paul that we'll answer as soon as we come back as well. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Paul Leuenberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike, hang tight. I know you got a couple of questions. I had an email question that came in from another Mike up in Evans. says, do you know who enforces the mandatory insurance laws. Not able to locate anyone that will accept responsibility. Mike, if you would please give me a little more detail on what you're asking. I think what you're asking is who enforces mandatory insurance laws when it comes to having car insurance. And the way that works is you have insurance that you have to have when you get your plates and your registration either the first time around or even on a renewal basis. 
but nothing says you can't cancel that the minute you walk out the door from getting your license plate tags, right, Paul? Yeah, there's no checks and balances here, not like there is in Arizona. So how does work. Arizona do this, by the way? Because I kind of know, but explain. So if you cancel your insurance in Arizona, the DMV will, will notify you that we've been notified that you've canceled your insurance. Please update it with us so we know. And if they don't get anything updated, they suspend your registration. You no longer are registered to drive that car. So you get pulled over. The police notified are notified that your registration suspended. They impound the car immediately, regardless of who the driver is. And then once you can provide insurance, then they release the car. But you're paying impound fees per day. To where in Colorado, I get insurance with Progressive tomorrow. Get my plates, cancel it. But I have an ID card good from December first to, to June first. Right. I get pulled over by the police. Show the insurance card. Yeah, it's valid. They don't have a way to check into it. Or I get in an accident with somebody, I give them my insurance card, they call Progressive, and it's like February, and it's like, oh, that insurance was canceled back in December. There's That's why uninsured motorists is so high in Colorado. Because there's no checks and balances. Correct. I'm so, yeah. And, and by the way, we'll talk more about the uninsured motorist side of the fence as we go through the show, because that's a big deal, and you all need to make sure that you have that no matter what. Mike in Colorado Springs, you're next. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got a battery tender, and I own a Dodge diesel truck 2007 okay. and it has two batteries okay so i'm just hooking it up to that tender to the uh to the driver's side battery is that good yeah you'll be fine okay and then uh i don't, a few weeks ago you guys were talking about uh something about direct drive i own a hyundai tucson and i didn't know what the maintenance is on that i guess you have a direct uh injection or yeah the, yeah, the direct I, I, yeah that card has direct injection so you want to use the the product called a BG EPR, it's Engine Performance Restoration, EPR. You want to do that every oil change. There's a method on how you do that. The, the product goes in prior to the oil change, at the time of the oil change. The engine warms up. You then take and flush all that out, put new oil in, new filter, and so on. And then we also want to run 44K on every oil change, at least every oil change, if not more often, Mike. And that's another BG product. So EPR and 44K. Okay. All right. Well, then there are only two questions I had. Thank you. Great. No, very, you're welcome, Mike. That's a great question, by the way. Thank you for calling. And by the way, everybody, that's for a lot of you driving uh, direct injection engines. And if you don't know if you have a direct injection engine, you can ask me, send me your VIN number. I can tell you most auto shops, especially all of us in the Color Select group, can tell you that. So it's really not hard to figure out if you've got a direct injection engine or not. Bill and Inglewood, you're next. Yeah, hey, I just want to comment about the car insurance. I yes. used to be an insurance salesman years ago. Down in Louisiana, if you're pulled over and you can't show proof of insurance, the police have the right. They pulled the tags right off the car, right on the spot. Really? Throw your car away. So they're kind of extreme. The other situation I had, kind of a version, what if you, you know, you buy insurance, you buy it for six months at a time on personal lines, on commercial property, it's a year at a time. What if they give you a sticker, as, say you bought insurance for six months, give you a sticker that you put on your license plate, I know it's labor intensive, that shows that you paid for your insurance for the full six months. But if you pay it monthly, you only get a month sticker each time. And it shows, you know, that your your insurance is in force all the time. So if you go ahead and write a check for six months, you get a six-month sticker. Well, what, anyway. what, what happens, though, for the folks that pay insurance on a monthly basis and then don't pay, though? How does that work? Or if you can't, well, what happens? It, or are you cancel? It expires. You know, you pay for insurance one month, then you get a sticker for the next month, and then you get a sticker for each month. But if you don't pay it, 
then your life, you know, then your insurance expires. I know that's kind of labor intensive, but for the guys that are responsible, like you and I and everybody else, if we pay for six months of insurance of one check, we get a six month tag or something. Anyway, it's just kind of a variation, just a thought. But I like what they do in Louisiana. They'll just pull the tag right off the car. Uh, you know, and actually, I like Arizona has a really great system. And why we in Colorado don't go to something along those lines? To me, it would, it would. I guess question I would have for Paul is, do you save money in Arizona on insurance because of the way they do things? It's cheaper. Yeah. So there you go. So Bill, we would lower our insurance costs in Colorado if we had a similar system to what Arizona has. And I don't know why we don't do that here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I just one other comment. I had a client one time driving down I-25 by Hamden, a little snowy. He hit a uh, one of the light poles that go over I-25. You know, it's owned by the state. Right. And the uh, state sent a bill to our insurance company for forty grand wow. for that light. Pole. Yep. And when people, you know, they have carried fifteen thousand property damage, that's nothing. That's a joke. That's a used Toyota Yaris. But on the, you know, but if you hit a light pole, or what if you're in a three-car accident, or something like that? I agree. They ought to change. And getting back to your question, why can't they change the minimum to at least fifty thousand or a hundred thousand? Well, I I don't usually go political on this show, Bill, but I will give you one simple reason why in Colorado we don't have a system like Arizona, and or why we don't have larger minimums. It's because we are a state right now that is deeply blue. And the other side feels like if we do those things, you are basically putting certain people uh, at, at, at a disadvantage. I don't believe that's the case, but that's what the other side would tell you. And uh, because of that, I don't think you're ever going to see our insurance laws in Colorado change. Wow. Wow. It's sad. And then there's a company out there, as we all know, I won't give the name out, but they sell just the minimum requirement, 25, 50, 15. Yep. And at least people are buying insurance, but that is nothing. I mean, that is nothing. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, the show. Yep. No, well said. Bill, thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call, by the way. Eric in Colorado Springs, you're next. Hello, Eric. Hey, John. How are we doing, sir? Hey, I'm looking at buying a used uh, pickup up in the Springs, and I'm just trying to see if you can help me so I can do a pre-vehicle inspection. So you're, you're looking for somebody in the Springs to do a pre-purchase inspection? Is that what you're looking for, Eric? Yes. Yeah, I, I have a shop that I can, I, can, I can give to you. I tell you what, send me a text or an email. Uh, the text is 307-200-8222, or send me an email, and I can send someone. I can send you who I would who I would go see. Okay, cool. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. I appreciate that very much. And I tell you what, guys, we're getting to the to the bottom of, or I should say, top of this hour, the last of this first hour. We got two more hours coming your way. Paul Lewinberger from American National Insurance is with us. Any questions you've got? We have a lot of comments that have come in about insurance and different things. And that last statement I made, by the way, folks, not trying to be political on the show because I do that enough during the week where I don't need to be, but I am being very serious when I say the reason we have the type of insurance laws in Colorado and the low minimums that we have is because we are a blue state and the other side feels like if we made any changes there, you would eliminate certain people from being able to drive. And their feeling is, I think, in this state that everybody should be able to drive at whatever expense is involved in the other person that gets run into. I don't think they really care about that end of things. And I'm being very honest when I say that. Until that changes, our insurance laws in Colorado will not change. And in turn, it's costing all of us more money to drive in Colorado because we have to have uninsured motorist coverage, which we'll come back and talk more about why you need to have that. So... We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two is next. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.